Welcome back to New Rockstars. It's WandaVision week. And did Kevin Feige just tell us that this series could ramp into the X-Men's arrival to the MCU? Well, on the eve of Marvel's next phase, I put together some of my favorite nerds to try to figure out how WandaVision could introduce the House of Mutants. I am Eric Voss. This is Rogue Theory. Going rogue with me today is Tommy Bechtold. Hey, Eric, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. Uh, partially because of everyone who's here including our favorite sometimes scarlet witch cosplayer all other times amazing twitch personality and just amazing person angelica trey hi it's good to be back and yes i'll do some more cosplay soon especially as wandavision's going on it's it's your time to shine i oh, believe finally. in you and we are thrilled to welcome two new rock stars co-host of the film philosophers podcast eddie villanueva hey buddy how's it going man how's it going good to be here we are so happy to have you here. Uh, this lineup, boy oh boy, we're gonna figure it out. I believe in us. This is this is a good time to be alive uh, because in various interviews for WandaVision, Marvel head Kevin Feige has been dropping hints about his plans for the X-Men and the MCU. And when asked specifically if WandaVision was a ramp to the revival of the X-Men that he has been planning for years, he said, quote, well, everything can be a ramp to everything with a mental wink that I inferred via telepathy. And uh, when he asked when we would see the x-men in another interview he said i can't tell you everything before we actually introduce it but rest assured the discussions have been long and ongoing internally hmm sounds like two big yeses to me folks let's mm -hmm. figure it out right here right now team like last week no more my scripted pitch versus your scripted pitch but like the avengers we will join forces and win or lose we'll do it together how will WandaVision introduce the mutants to the MCU? Because we are assuming it will. And I want to lead this uh, conversation with this whole theory that the House of M events will tie into it. Uh, how likely do you think it is that at some point during WandaVision, uh, Wanda, while having similar House of M psionic meltdowns, might uh, just whisper some kind of incantation and then poof, uh, mutants will ex suddenly exist in the universe. Kind of a, a different uh, reversal uh, from House of M, where she erased them. I was going to say, I, I kind of feel like that's what this series is going to build towards. I feel like we're going to get a lot of that build up towards that one point that's going to be similar to how we got with uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avengers Infinity War, where everybody knew that that snap was going to happen. It was inevitable. Uh, no pun intended, but it was going to happen. It was pretty much everybody was calling it from a long shot. And then when it came to that point where the snap happened and everything that we had had wanted to see slash not wanted to see happen happened, I think that's going to be the similar vein with this one. I think we're going to lead towards that point of House of M where she does say something to the effect of no more mutants, but on that momentous scale and create this alternate reality of people who are different. Uh, so I could totally see that too. And I think we've touched on this before, you know, in the WandaVision trailer, she has the twins in one of those scenes too. And those are probably going to be uh, Wiccan and Speed, right? Yeah, we think so. Yeah, so like she could probably just will them maybe into existence. Uh, clearly she's having a mental break and there could be some overlap here where the the 
worlds bleed over. I think the question will be, is it going to be an alternate universe at first that the mutants right. exist in? Like she'll create a House of M universe and we'll see like a reality if uh, a lot of people were superpowered or are they going to spawn within the prime MCU universe that we know? Like she's going to open up the multiverse and basically all the mutants are just going to spill out kind of situation. Yeah. I think it's possible that WandaVision could end by kind of making that new reality where the House of them mutants all exist happily but that kind of just sets up the multiverse saga and then uh at some uh future installment maybe multiverse of madness or something like that all of that could get collapsed back together so that way now we all have mutants alongside avengers and guardians of the galaxy and all that other stuff uh tommy which of these do you think would be more confusing for the average marvel fan i'm already very confused as as usual i think that <laughs> The, the way that you have to do this uh, is the way that you have to always do these movies, which is a little bit of spoon feeding, which is why I think the approach is going to mm -hmm. be uh, simply some sort of cosmic event that awakens the mutant gene in people. You know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, rather than sure. there being like, let's introduce a bunch of convoluted ways for these people to come into the universe. They're going to have already been there, just kind of dormant, like dinosaur mm -hmm. eggs. Stuck in time, frozen in the tundras of Canada, only to be awoken by by an incubator <laughs> and bringing forth the, the majesty of dinosaurs. See, what I've said is confusing now because I'm confused. I lash out with the emotion that I feel. So, yeah, I think that I, mean, I have a feeling it's going to be similar to a snap. It's going to be a, a one moment that just kind of awakens all these familiar mutants that we know and love from the comics the theory direction you're going in is that um that mutants could get introduced in wandavision but that won't be the chief reveal at the end of this series or at the end of this season uh if it's a multiverse and if that's the direction they're gonna go multiverse is the answer basically to a lot of questions we have mm -hmm. but if it's just mutants have always been there as the explanation and that may be a past snap uh release radiation that activated all their mutant genes then maybe Maybe that's just a little thing that's planted in a flashback in like episode four or five or six. And then we readdress that in a later installment. And that Wanda and Vision story is just their own thing in the end game of this, of this series. I, I think a lot of people go back and forth on what's the more exciting way to introduce them, right? Do uh, you say that they've been there the whole time? I think a lot of people are uh, bummed out at that idea of like, well, how have we missed them? Why haven't they helped? But if it's just like a lot of people had these powers or maybe they died early, but the, the snap kind of recoded their DNA so that now they're able to walk the earth with like the ability to move super fast or uh, make things really cold or uh, uh, manipulate fire or, you know, read people's minds, whatever it is. Could you imagine how catastrophic that would be, though, if it was like that that leftover radiation from a snap and then all of a sudden all of the mutant genes are unlocked and now you've got mutants running around. Hmm. I feel like there'd be people like speeding into things, people like blowing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. It would be so much havoc yes. that it'd be a lot of fun. And that's, I think, a good uh, explanation why that might not be the case because we saw Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. happen a couple months after Endgame or several months after Endgame and uh, right. there was no talk of uh, of people with like sudden <laughs> superpowers around the world. So I don't know how um, connected to the snap it will be other than maybe it, there's like a six month delay or something like the radiation mm. and maybe new children or something like that. Or the snap ruptured some other alternate universe, but then we're going back to, to multiverse is the answer, right? right? It leans more to the fact of how much weight 
they're going to be putting on that idea of the multiverse as we move into this new phase, how much of an importance that's going to play moving forward. Um, because to be quite honest, we've only seen glimpses of it, whether if it's from Ant-Man or from you know Avengers Endgame, we've only seen glimpses of what the multiverse could look like, even with Doctor Strange. And now kind of moving forward into this new arena where we're going to be talking about things where we haven't really fully touched on in the MCU thus far, the multiverse as kind of the on-the-nose answer as it is, does seem like the most plausible. Yeah, from the beginning, we, we have to kind of rewind the clock and look at what was Feige's original plan for this. Because, you know, uh, WandaVision was not going to be the first title of uh, MCU Phase 4. Uh, Black Widow was. And then we were going to have uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and then probably going to have Eternals after that. And then maybe WandaVision. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be like the fourth title. Uh, however, it was always in the works to have Wanda Maximoff return for Multiverse of Madness. That's why I think this series could end by kind of punting on the mutant question, but that question and the multiverse will be very much a big part of Doctor Strange 2 and Spider-Man 3, it looks like, with Doctor Strange appearing in it. Um, but to me, the most exciting version of this is that some mutants have existed, but it's just been on a smaller scale. Like, imagine, imagine this explanation, and maybe we'll get an answer like this in Eternals, that... Mankind has not needed um, superpowers, but the arrival of superpowered individuals in the 20th century has triggered some kind of genetic mutation in the human race that has been there since uh, you know millennia before when the deviants and the Eternals mm -hmm. were running around. Uh, but that now that like Captain America has arrived, that like people like Hulk and Thor are, are walking around on Midgard, uh, mankind has developed a response to that. And all of that has been tied in. And now we need mutants in the world to match that strength and uh, survival of the fittest and Darwinianism is kicking in. And that's a really mm. good intro into a lot of of topics and themes that are in the X-Men movies, right? Where it's like the argument that it's evolution and that, you know, some of the mutants, you know, feel like they're superior. And I could definitely see that argument now getting woven into the MCU. That's really cool. And is it possible? I think, I think what I really, really, uh, sorry, I, I think what I absolutely really, really want to see at the end of all this I want to see this like wormhole come out of the middle of nowhere with Vision standing in the middle of nowhere and out comes Reed Richards and he's been trying to connect universes from one side to the next and it's John Krasinski. That's all I'm saying. That's all I want to see. That's I think that's all, all a see. lot of us want to see. Tommy, you were about to say something. Oh, I, I think it doesn't really connect at this point. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> you have a skill i wish i had in conversations and being able to let go of a thread for me i'm always like hey yeah. i know the conversation moved on from this three minutes ago but can we circle back to this point i need to make oh yeah, yeah. i'll share a pun from like a conversation we had 10 minutes ago i'm like okay i waited <laughs> now i'm gonna drop this pun no been no, holding no. on to it yeah, so it's interesting. Obviously, multiverse is being set up in, in WandaVision. Uh, but for multiverse to be the answer for mutants, that's kind of answering a question with a question, 
right? So I feel like WandaVision could introduce mutants, but I don't know if multiverse is going to be the answer. I don't know if House of M, uh, I think there's going to be some parallels to House of M in the show, but I don't think they're going to go all the way with it. I think House of M, we might see uh, pieces of it in Multiverse of Madness, especially if Wanda Maximoff is a villain, because in House of M, Wanda Maximoff is kind of the antagonist in that. However, I think uh, they will address the mutant question in a historical perspective by flashing back to Sokovia. And I think the only reason they're doing that is because Marvel acknowledges that Age of Ultron had its hands tied behind its back and the way they could talk about Pietro and Wanda, they couldn't call them mutants when, you know, Marvel fans know that they're mutants in comics. And now we might see uh, a bit of that history and how they had a natural genetic predisposition, AKA an X gene. But one thing I want to ask all three of you about, Paul Bettany said in an interview that there is a mystery actor, uh, someone he has always, always, always wanted to work with that's going to be surprised to everyone and that this person and him have fireworks in the show you know i've speculated this could be just based off of who petney has worked with before maybe richard e grant who's uh confirmed for loki and i think will be an, a big bad and in, in the mcu going forward maybe dr doom that guy's so good he could do a lot of different things but do you guys think this could be a past x-men actor that they're gonna fold into this universe Ooh. i was actually just thinking that when you mentioned that i was like it'd be so great for him to meet you know uh sir patrick stewart Oh, in, yeah. in that instance oh. just have that that one interaction between the two of them even if it's just mentally you know have them come together in this kind of spatial area even within maybe the multiverse itself that's yeah. perfect um, for professor x too yeah that'd yeah. be amazing i would love that i love sir patrick seward and just him as professor x also he's my captain so <laughs> yeah He's all of our captains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that would be awesome. I, I mean, obviously, I'm still pretty sore after after the events of Logan. I won't bring him up, but um, it would be really great to see Sir Patrick Stewart again. Does anyone have any insight on where you think this will come in timeline wise? Because you know, I wouldn't mind seeing like Phoenix, um, like or Jean Grey, mm. you know, type situation coming in. But I don't know where that timeline would be. Set yeah, I mean, I would say we don't even have to worry about timeline anymore. If they're going to kind of reboot yeah. the events That's of the fair. Fox X-Men things, I, I wouldn't imagine Jack Schaefer, or the WandaVision team or Feige really held themselves that hard to whatever the... Brian Singer and uh, Simon Kinberg were working on over at Fox. So they could just de-age Sir Patrick Stewart and, sure. you know, just like... <laughs> They've done it before. Yeah, I wouldn't mind just because I don't want to see all those Fox X-Men actors just go to waste. I think uh, McAvoy, Fassbender, mm -hmm. yeah. so, so talented. If they were to just bring That's in true. Fassbender to be the MCU Magneto, I would be here for it. I think we're missing the obvious answer here, guys. And that is... is... Danny DeVito. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer as Beast. It's, it's gotta be... It's gotta be Frasier. We all are ignoring the elephant in the room that Paul Bettany is a huge Cheers fan and uh, has spoken on record about how much <laughs> he loves the cast of Cheers. And where is the link there? Uh, to me, it's Kelsey Grammer. And if it's not him, then it's Giancarlo Esposito, who was not in Cheers, but is a great actor. Oh, he was in talks. Or, or Ted Danson as Reed Richards. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Giancarlo Esposito would be great. Keanu Reeves, uh, who's always been Mm. talked to join the MCU, if this is who they're talking about, like a big name like that. I mean, yeah. He's got to play John or Johnny, though. He's only (laughs) ever John or Johnny. So we're going to have to find, think up some John, Johnny names within X Men, uh, (laughs) within that universe, and throw it in, yeah, throw it in the comments or something. I don't know. Let's see. But Keanu can only play John, Johnny's. Nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, uh, we do want to hear from you in the comments um, just to wrap this conversation up because, you know, we'll have to be watching WandaVision tonight. But because I have this kind of brain, I still mentally award points to each of you. (laughs) I know I said that we weren't competing, but everyone's in competition in my brain. So Hmm. let's see. Uh, I am going to give Tommy one point for Kelsey Grammer. Uh, I think that... We got to see him again. Uh, I'm going to give Eddie two points for Sir Patrick Stewart showing up. Uh, He needs to just get at least a cameo in the MCU. And I think every actor said, I want to share a scene with Patrick Stewart, please, in my career. Mm -hmm. And then Angelica, I'm going to give you three points uh, for uh, your general theories for uh, how WandaVision is going to go and um, your mix of uh, skepticism but imaginative wishful thinking for where this series could go <laughs> if I'm anything it, it's it's skepticism but also wishful thinking uh, yep. you know, it's balance mm-hmm. thank you there you go alright <laughs> we're going to keep talking about WandaVision this episode because there's too much to talk about and obviously you can see if you've been watching Rogue Theory we are trying a new format where we just kind of all talk about it as if you know we're sharing a room together in a podcast as opposed to like you know being isolated and just reading off a computer screen something we wrote ahead of time hopefully it feels more organic i love it more i feel like we're able to go to more interesting depths and make it more of a conversation let us know what you think about this new format we didn't tweak it that much but uh find me on twitter at ea voss that's really the best way to reach me but you can also find us on our discord server open to all channel patrons patreon.com slash new rock stars also we want to announce some stuff new rock stars and our merch partners at epic hero shop have two really amazing wandavision inspired t-shirt designs at newrockstarsmerch.com each shirt has an augmented reality element built into it and if you purchase the latest obsession shirt you have the option to get an on-screen shout out in our inside marvel after show uh also epic hero shop has a companion shirt to it you don't want to split up the unusual couple you want to keep this couple together so be sure to check out epic hero shops uh, uh wanda shirt uh, it also has an ar component uh i didn't know that shirts could do this it's so crazy it's kind of like watching uh, wandavision it's like i didn't know marvel things could do this um also and this is something we've never done before our friends at epic hero shop are giving away 10 ps5s playstation 5s you enter by subscribing to their youtube channel it's called epic hero labs it's a very interesting channel that has like hidden messages in it i don't know what's going on there maybe you can tell me um and then you can fill out the form that you find at epicheroshop.com giveaway every 10,000 subscribers there will be a new winner announced of a ps5 there's also a bunch of ways to get in more entries into that giveaway at that website so go check that out epicheroshop.com giveaway so 
we want to move on to talk about Vision and whether or not he has a future in the MCU after this. But first, we want to thank our friends at Bespoke Post for sponsoring this episode. So the curators at Bespoke Post have done it again this winter, folks, with an all-new lineup of essential box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. I have gotten some great kitchen items at Bespoke Post in the past that have come in handy since I have been cooking at home more lately. Uh, whether it's cool equipment to up your cooking game or cozy threads to survive the chilly days bespoke post only sends guys the best stuff every month no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered style grooming goods barware outdoor gear box of awesome has collections for every part of your life for folks looking to go alcohol free in the new year doing your dry annuaries their new dry box has all of the ingredients to make a really tasty mocktail old-fashioned so it feels like you're getting it but you're, you're staying true to your New Year's resolutions. Good for you. Take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. And they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside. So here's what you do. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code rogue for 20% off your first box. This episode is also sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can get back that extra confidence in bed from our friends at BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue, B-L-U-E. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office and wait in line at the pharmacy and it ships directly to your door in a discreet package unless you are tommy bechtold and you want the world to know via confetti cannons that's this isn't for you i always say eric if you can't swallow a pill like an adult you should be able to chew your ed medicine like a flintstone vitamin uh yabba dabba doo they are so blue chews are made in the usa and since blue chew prepares and ships direct they're cheaper than a pharmacy there's no awkwardness no leaving the house right now we've got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code of rogue just pay five dollars in shipping again that's b-l-u-e chew.com promo code rogue to try it free blue chew is a better cheaper choice folks and remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this show possible. So please be sure to use our promo code Rogue at BlueChew.com. And this episode was sponsored by Me Undies. Me Undies has teamed up with Marvel to launch their brand new super soft Avengers collection. Uh, the Avengers are not super soft. The Avengers are hard as hell. But the Me Undies are so, so soft. So you feel like you're supported and nuzzled down there. You can be cosplaying as your favorite Marvel superhero under your clothes. Me undies are made from micromodal fabric which is not only soft but breathable and light impossibly cozy i have a pair of me undies lounge pants and they are insanely comfortable so basically if pajama bottoms had a baby with a cloud their offspring would feel like me undies lounge pants i wear them around the house and they take my lounge abilities up several notches and you guys know me i love to lounge i love to lounge 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 their new limited edition avengers print features some of your favorite superheroes captain america 
Black Panther, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, Black Widow, more. Check out the new collection in undies, socks, loungewear, buddy bands for your pet. Your pet can have a bandana on that matches your underwear. It's, I gotta get one of these for Darla. She she would be like, yes, I love you, and I'll never bark at nighttime ever again. Mm, we'll see. Uh, MeUndies has their problem-free philosophy. So if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Isn't that great? To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash rockstars. That's MeUndies.com slash rockstars. All right. The second half of our titular duo of WandaVision is in a unique place, Mr. Vision. We watched him die in Infinity War and not come back in Endgame. So, you know, we kind of assume he's still dead despite appearing in the nine episodes of this Disney Plus series, but that, you know, the mysteries of the show are all tied in how he comes back. Is it a projection from Wanda's mind? Are we seeing flickering channels in the multiverse where he's still alive? Is it some kind of demonic trickery? We'll find out through watching the show how Vision is alive and whether he will stay alive. But I want to know from you guys, what do you think uh, Vision's post-WandaVision future is going to be? Is he going to survive after the series? Is he going to evolve into a new form? Have we seen the final form of Vision? I, I recall like discussing this with you before, Eric, but... I feel like it might be a bit of a cop-out. I don't want to say this necessarily, but we've talked about her, uh, Wanda, possibly absorbing uh, like some of Vision's like soul or something and then just bringing him back to the MCU. Um, that might be a bit of a cop-out. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but I could see him transforming into like a different... I don't know, like them bringing him back in some other form. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think I think there's a big possibility here of us seeing Shuri finish what she was trying to do at the end of uh, Infinity War, where she was trying to remove the Mind Stone from Vision. And quite possibly in the same instance, this is kind of where maybe the, the, the storyline starts to meld where while, you know, I, maybe there's some instance where Wanda's kind of in inside whatever's left of, of Vision, and this is what they're both creating wow. with her power and her ability. I love that idea. You were saying Wanda's Sh- rebuilding. Shuri from the outside, and yeah, and Wanda from the inside. Oh, okay. That's a very interesting idea. Uh, this is all, like, and I love when, um, you know, you go inside someone's mind and it's just kind of their mind palace, so all kinds of fantasy crap is looking possible, but really it's just like, what we're seeing are, are yeah that's right uh neutrons are being tied <laughs> together uh and wanda's trying it's like pass. um uh, corbin dallas multipass in the fifth element uh, she, or, or mm-hmm. ultron i guess we should say is a more apt reference here uh where it's just like watching a bunch of tv from the 20th century to try to figure out what humanity is i'm interested in wondering or, or finding out like what what does it mean to be vision in another multiverse? You know what I mean? Like in another, like another universe, like what is it like vision came about in this universe because as an answer to defeat Ultron, right? Like he was a solution to the problem. So in what scenarios was vision created in these other dimensions? And so it is there an answer in there and how to bring this vision back. Is there, is it, uh, is he always a, like uh, being formed with like a combination of AI and organic materials is he just an organic being in other universes with the soul of vision, quote unquote, or, or, or what, or how does that happen? And I think that if they go lean heavier into the multiverse in this show, 
instead of just in the in the Doctor Strange movie, we could see maybe the answer to this vision coming back uh, as influenced by another version of vision, a vision version, an alternate version vision. A virgin version, vision, alternate vision, version, visage. Ooh. <laughs> Try saying that like eight tongue times. twisters from school. <laughs> yeah. Season two is just going to be called Vision Vision or Vision <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> so, so Wanda's just opening up the multiverse and everyone's spilling out, basically. Yes. Right, Tommy? Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying I if they it. go that way, I would prefer Eddie's plan, to be honest with you. I like Eddie's idea. I, that would be my preferred way that it happens. But if they are going to use this as a introduction to all of these characters, perhaps somewhere in these dimensional rifts lies the answer to how to bring this vision back or why this vision is back. I was just going to say, we can't be done with Paul Bettany. No. That's all I have to say. We can't right. be done with it. I agree. We can we uh, do that thing where I don't know how to have conversations, so I loop back to a point I want to make earlier and say I just <laughs> yeah. want uh, something to be called a vision called Wanda. Totally this. fine. Yeah. <laughs> a vision. So stupid. Yes. I ruined it. Yes. I broke the episode. <laughs> Let's be honest. There's there's a decent scenario where Paul Bettany returns to the MCU as Jarvis, right? Like, there's definitely a pathway where like Vision right. dies in this oh, show, yeah. and then all of a sudden in one of the new. Uh, MCU movies, the technology to Jarvis or the original drive of Jarvis's personality or whatever is found in Stark's industries, Stark Industries somewhere, and someone else in the MCU uses Jarvis or, or you know, utilizes Jarvis. That's what I want, honestly. Everyone knows my feelings about Vision. He's just too much of a Frankenstein character for me to attach to them. I am hoping WandaVision changes that. Um, but I, I think uh, Paul Bettany was so much more interesting as Jarvis than he was as Vision. And I'm sure Paul Bettany, if the pay True. is the same, which it isn't because it'll be voiceover <laughs> yeah. versus... You know, being on camera, but like, I'm sure that guy uh, has loved being on camera in WandaVision because he doesn't have to be a makeup all the time. But uh, if I hope that Jarvis can exist going forward in the future, I love Jarvis and I miss him. I miss Jarvis. So here's what I'm going to do. Tommy, I'm giving you one point for the Jarvis theory. Eddie, I'm giving you two points, though, for your uh, theory. I think that is fascinating. And I hope that's what WandaVision is. Why not? Why not both? Why not have him as Jarvis and then bring him back? in like a, a different form like white vision or something too absolutely he could get option. double paychecks yeah, yeah. double vision <laughs> double <But> vision <laughs> i think the answer to all of new rock stars uh rogue theory episodes is all of these theories will be right eventually we just might not mm-hmm. live to see it happen yeah at some point yeah, <laughs> oh, God. yeah. all right um let's move oh damn it the rogue question is the rogue question is what is the surprise actor that paul Bettany was referring to so here's what i'm gonna do on the fly i'm gonna use my improv skills to <laughs> improvise one who i haven't done this in a while sweet i heard uh acoustic guitar oh i just happened to have one. Oh, i just have to side chat i saw an improv show at an improv festival one time where they were like we can do any genre of music <laughs> in the world just shout out a genre of music and we'll wayne brady it and people were like saying real hard stuff like reggae and um bluegrass and then every, like there was probably six or seven different ones and the guy goes I think I heard acoustic guitar and we looked around there was like 20 of us in the audience were like no one said that we we're all improvisers and then, and then we're also like acoustic guitar is not a genre of music it's no. an instrument no. <laughs> 
just kept saying that. That's beautiful. I love that. Everybody uh, knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have Acu- mine right next to me. Acoustic so. guitar is not a genre. It's a personality trait. Getting college flashbacks yes. again. <laughs> Anyways, here's Wonderwall. Yes. Oh, come on. Angelica, you're unbelievable, though. You're a great musician. I'm talking I'm talking guy at a college party that takes oh, it God. Play, plays smoke on the water. Hey, hey, hey. I'll start playing, like, Wish You Were Here randomly, yes. and everyone just, like, plays that riff, and I'll oh, be like, yeah. yeah. I know how to play guitar. <laughs> like that's that's me. Yeah. I can be that person. No, I just choose not to all the time. But good. it's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, you ah, are a good person. Um, all right, so here's going to be our rogue question <laughs> to decide it all. Paul Bettany, in an interview last month, um, answered a question that no one really had asked. And what color is Vision's private parts and how do they work? And he said, quote, it's purple. So now that uh, Paul Bettany has made this MCU canon, uh, how detachable are Vision's privates? Are Vision's, his Vision sentience contained in his privates? And would he have to have a standoff battle uh, the way he did with Ultron? With his privates? With his... (laughs) Purple android. (laughs) Okay. So there's a song uh, by King Missile (laughs) that I uh, am thinking of that's going to age me for our viewers. Detachable penis. Yes. I think that could have been inspired by by this conversation. I like to think that as like everything (laughs) with Vision is basically whatever he wants it to be. Like that's kind of the frustrating thing with his character in my mind is like he can just kind of do whatever he wants. So. I imagine that, like, whatever came standard issue, he made bigger and, like, more supple and, like, more intimidating. And it's probably more like a fist than anything else. And uh, you know those to- the G.I. Joe toy that could supple. shoot? Yeah, a nice supple, engorged penis. We, have, we all describe it that way. Don't act like that's not <laughs> I mean, normal. Hey, Eddie. you know? Uh, <laughs> no, hey, but you know man. the G.I. Joe jeep thing that launched rockets? Like, it, it, it's like you, know, you had, like, three spring-loaded just- rockets. I imagine that vision from like the cro- like waist down is a GI Joe Jeep with three <laughs> three of them a, a Hydra if you will uh, uh each one more powerful than the last but dependent upon each other that can spring load out in different directions uh <laughs> to the pleasure or devastation of his uh friends and enemies. Yeah, I, Vision's more of an efficient person. It's probably looking something more I don't know. I'm just I when I think vision, I think efficient and and robotic. With what Tommy was saying, I'm also getting visions from like uh, what was that movie with Guillermo del Toro? Who uh, oh, with the the, a blank. the fish guy with the fish man. Shape of Water. Yes. Oh. Shape of Water. There. Shape of Water, yeah. where she does that whole like kind of thing. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just I'm getting a lot of like those kind of vibes here so exactly there you go you got it eric you got it i think it's retractable i think he's got an innie uh, and an Audi, oh. and it yeah it'll like yeah. a switchblade so i think ergonomics mm-hmm, exactly so he can choose whether you know it's like the other side of the detachable penis uh, it's more of the retractable the retractable yes Penis, yeah, which yeah. is going to be King Missile's next. Oh, uh, they're due album. for a comeback, Angelica. Years later. What if it's like a <laughs> yeah. Murphy bed? Like it just folds up into like a cumberbund, and it looks like it's functional, and then it just flops down. I'm doing all of this exactly. work you can't see. Yeah. But <laughs> see, I, I, I'm going off of what Eddie said, and I thought you said it's more efficient being like his more efficient than he is, so his 
It's like the T-1000 and Vision is the T-800 <laughs> and then he replaces him and he becomes a new Avenger. Uh, and that's, this is rated R, X-17, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. totally. My, I'm just trying to find ways to make Vision interesting to me. Okay, that's all I know. I'm trying to you're so, doing so, so you're good. saying Vision's unit is, is now its own entity. It's weaponized. So power it? Carbon uh -huh. neutral. Right? Is that, okay. I think okay. Vision would recognize <laughs> the the genetics theory that really uh, all of humanity is are just flesh puppets in order for our genes to replicate themselves. And going with that, he would understand that his final form is merely his anatomical <laughs> sexual organ. Or I got I got, it's I got, got three words for you. Oh, three words for you: nuclear powered. Oh, I, that's you down with three MPP? words I'm yeah, willing you know to live me. by. <laughs> wow, that's alluring. That is alluring. Um, or it's got an X gene, and during the just returning back to the Thanos snap radiation, oh. was it mutant gene unlock? Yes. Basically, it just comes to life one day. It's it's its own like mutant. It's its own thing. Like becomes Frosty an Avenger. It's called just the Purple Avenger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I blame myself for dragging all of us into the gutter here. Um, so yeah, no one's going to get the point. I'm definitely having some visions about this. None point. of us should be proud of ourselves, chiefly me. Uh, but I believe, Eddie, that makes you the winner of this episode of Rogue Theory. Well Ooh. done. Hey, nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> NPP. Uh, so uh, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Uh, I want to thank our guests, Tommy Bechtold, Angelica Trey, Eddie Villanueva. Uh, be sure to follow all of them on all their social media channels. Uh, you can support our channel by checking out one of our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, be sure to tune in for Inside Marvel tomorrow. And our breakdowns of the episodes will come out the following days. Thank you, everybody. Bye. <laughs>